Greetings. You are now in tune to a podcast of Elegance and Class. My name is Chris Blunt and welcome to Chris Talks. All right, guys, we have another great episode for you guys, um, for you people in general. Um, thank you all for listening to my podcast so far. This has been a very fun experience for me, interviewing various people from various backgrounds and having everybody kind of tell their stories. It means a lot for me to get to know even people that I already know and kind of get a good glimpse of who they are at the end of the day. I think that's been great. Um, this next one is actually another fun one. This is another personal friend who kind of comes from that same group from back home in New Orleans that I hung out with mostly, you know, in my, from my twenties and beyond. Uh, great guy, great family man, and a very, very interesting uh, background and story with things uh, that happened to him. It, we, we're, it's a great conversation, everybody. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, I have I always have fun with my friends. You can always tell. Like I have a fun time interviewing my friends. So this is just another one. All of my all of my interviews are fun in some shape, form, or fashion. They're really fun, and I love what I do. But this this just tickles me. We we all like have a good time. We talk before and after the interview, and it's always a good thing, man. So uh, hope hopefully you guys feel that energy and enjoy this story as well we get we talk about everything man we get a little deep we talk about being a family man and what it is and everything so i hope you all enjoyed ladies and gentlemen this is my friend jasper harris all right listen and enjoy Yo, what up? Damn. All right, I hear you. I hear you. Got the was that? This is the, like Damn. I think I think you're like the second person to say that. Like everybody from New Orleans usually starts off with the was that? It I is. Mean, you know. Yeah. You know. From 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 the crib. From the crib. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I'm I feel like confuse, I'm gonna confuse the shit out of people because when when we get to some questions, but absolutely. absolutely. But you know what? This is where I know you. That's where I first seen you. If I first right, seen you there, right. that's where we got it, man. So right, uh, right, we right. we gonna get into it without further ado, man. Uh, did the intro and everything, and it was cool. Uh, I want to ask uh, for everybody, for anybody listening, really, uh, who who are you, and where are you from? Uh, so who am I? Well, you know, uh, it's a complex question, but uh, I guess uh, yes. to try to simplify. It, I'm just a tall, light-skinned, goofy little nigga. Can I say that? Well, I guess I kind of already said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, we, and, we allow uh, all types of fucking cussing. Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool, bad. Yeah. You know, it's just like to crack jokes, love, uh, have a good sense of humor, uh, pretty chill dude, kind of a homebody, you know, but uh, just a solid cat overall. All I right. guess you can say that. I respect you know, that. Kind of go, kind of go with the wind. You know what I'm saying? Word, word. And uh, where I'm from. <laughs> So uh, it's, it's interesting to kind of answer that question because uh, for those that may not know who I am, uh, I'm a military brat, right? So yeah. my dad's retired Air Force. Mm-hmm. And so uh, with that being said, I was I was born in Hampton, Virginia. I was born in Hampton, Virginia, mm-hmm. moved around all throughout my life. And then I ended up going to high school in Texas. Okay. And so all throughout my life, I was like, well, you know, I'm from Virginia. Because military brats, we tend to think of from either where we were born mm-hmm. or where our particular family may be from. Yeah. You know, but then in my case, my mom's side is from Maryland. My dad's side is from North Carolina. So oh. for me, I'm from Virginia since I was born there. Yeah. But then, so, you know, I'm in Texas. Cool. Go to high school. You know, cool. Graduated. Go off to college. Go to Xavier, New Orleans. And, you know, this is the first time I've really been around people that didn't grow up in this military lifestyle. So this is the first time I'm coming across people that actually were born and raised in one location. Hmm. So as much as my situation is interesting to them, theirs is interesting to me because I'm like, oh, damn, like you've never been anywhere else. (laughs) Like, you know, the same cat that you knew in first grade, you still know that dude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I have no clue where my friends are. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
it's interesting. So, of course, you know, when you get to like college or whatever, people trying to figure out where you're from, trying to figure out if they can rock with you or not. And so they'd be like, well, where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Virginia. And they was like, oh, well, what part? I'm like, oh, I'm from Hampton. You know, it's like, oh, okay, well, where'd you go to high school? Well, I went to high school in Texas. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what are you from Texas? I'm like, nah, bro. Like, I was born in Virginia. Like, what you talking about? Mm. And they was like, okay, well, where'd you live the longest at? Well, Texas. Well, nigga, you from Texas? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, huh? So you, t- so I got like this whole like identity like clash. It was like, wait a minute, am I from Texas? Yeah. And so then I'm like, all right, fine. I'm from Texas then. Fine. So then like from that mo- moment forward, I'm from Texas. Interesting. Interesting. You know, and I never look at it like that. Like, you know, you meet people because I'm a homebody. I'm, I'm born mm-hmm. and raised in New Orleans and that is that. And then I moved around. Right. Um, right. But I do know the importance of going to a place and evolving there. Right. Right. Like I'm born and raised in New Orleans. I'm always going to be a New Orleans boy. I, I would say that I became a man in Chicago. Okay. Like okay. that's where I had the, I didn't have the safety net anymore. I had right. to make major decisions that would affect my life forever. You know, mm-hmm. my mind, my mind expanded a lot more. I think that was a, that was a big thing for me. So I, I, I I kind of claim Chicago as my own as well in a lot of cases, even though like above all New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so, so to piggyback off of you, yeah. like I claim New Orleans too. And so why yeah. I'm, which happened, bruh, which good, you know? Yeah. Exactly. Cause kind of like what you're saying, like New Orleans kind of grew me too. Like that's where I kind of came on my own. Okay. I'm off in college. Now I'm actually making decisions on my own to an extent. Yeah. I'm learning how to live on my own, you know, things like that. So, I claim Texas. I claim Louisiana too, you know, mm. especially New Orleans. And so it just, it's a mess. Ultimately, now I tell people, like, well, where are you from? I was just like, ah, uh, all over, bro. Yeah, a little bit all over. <laughs> uh, how was the, can you describe like your upbringing? How was the, your household situation growing up in multiple states like that? So, like, for me, it was, it was, it was a way of life. So it didn't really, it, it just seemed normal, you know? So mm-hmm. like with, with, uh, with your parents being in the military, for the most part, like they, you move around every like two to three years, it's called PCS, like personal change of station or you move. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you move typically like every two to three years. So for me growing up in that environment, it was kind of exciting because it's kind of like, okay, cool. If I didn't like this particular place, I know we're going to be leaving in two to three years. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, I'm not really feeling this place, but I know it's temporary. Yeah. And so like just growing up in that environment is just, I mean, cause you're around everybody else who's in that same environment. Like, you know, they're going to be gone eventually. You're going to be gone. So it just seemed normal because, you know, being in the military, you're, you're on military installations or you live amongst the community that's nearby. So you're around basically people in the military. So, I mean, my household dynamic, I'm the only child. So it was just my mom, my dad, and myself. Um, and we just moved around. It just, you know, I was like, okay, we're here for two years, two to three years. All right, what's the next spot? Mm. And so, I mean, I lived in a variety of states. Uh, like I said, I was born in Virginia. I lived in Utah, Minnesota, Illinois, Texas. Yeah. Uh, lived in Germany, lived in Italy. Oh, wow. Um, and then moving into my adulthood, you know, I went to college in New Orleans. Then I moved off to New Jersey. Lived in Texarkana, lived in D.C. Now I'm back in Texas again. So yeah. I guess it's just ingrained in me, man. Honestly, yeah. man, the, the the real scary part for me is whatever that final destination is. That's kind of the scary thing for me is like, how am I going to be able to do it? Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So we'll, <laughs> we'll definitely discuss that. Let's back it up, though. I wanted to ask, like, when you you went to, to Xavier, um, Xavier, uh-huh. Louisiana, New Orleans, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. why did you choose Xavier? <laughs> they gave me a partial scholarship. Okay, that's good enough. <laughs> I was expecting some deep ass answer, like, yeah, I just felt nah, it in my spirit. Uh, technically, nah. you probably gonna be you gonna be drove with this. I technically was gonna go to Morehouse. Really? Yeah, Ugh. like I, I was I was yeah, <laughs> like I got accepted to Morehouse. Yeah, and I was with it, you know what I'm saying? Cause you know, in the black community, you know, the the I guess the the pride and the ability to go to Morehouse and yeah. the name. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I ain't never, I didn't do any college tours, no campus visits, mm-hmm. 
none of that. You know what I'm saying? And but uh, the reason why I didn't go to Morehouse is because they weren't trying to give me a scholarship. Mm. And so once I got the partial scholarship from Xavier, my parents were like, "What? Your ass going to New Orleans?" I was like, "All right." Yeah. Did you um? Did you feel like all right? So moving around, I want to ask like, was it a was it a situation where you had like a hard time, like with friendships or forming bonds with people? Nah, like bro. Like, I mean, which is crazy because, like, me as an adult now, like, I don't like talking to nobody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but as a kid, yeah, as a kid, you know, like, I didn't have that issue. You know, I mean, you, you know, you eventually find your way, you meet someone, mm-hmm. you know, and then you become friends. But then also, you know, you also got to think about other people are kind of being rotated in too. So yeah. even though I might be the new guy now, maybe like three to six months down the road, there's another new guy. Mm. and i might vibe with him you know what i'm saying yeah. so like it was never an issue making friends the crazy thing is that <laughs> there was the one time that normally i leave before my friends leave yeah but there was one time when my best friend left before me oh. and i was fucking shook bro like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'll be it hurt me dog I don't know any other time, maybe like a death in the family where I cried that damn much. Man, bro. It's harsh. I remember a friend of mine, he moved away. He was my, he was my closest friend and he just mm-hmm. moved away randomly. There wasn't no military. Mm-hmm. Them niggas just like, they just moved. <laughs> and so like he would move away. Like for all of my high school years, I did not see that dude again until uh, I randomly bumped in him as Xavier. And wow. we just, we just wow. picked up and we were, we were, best friends again you know what i'm saying that's so fire. yeah that's it was fire. brandon yeah and it was just oh okay yeah okay. it was crazy i was like man what the hell like it was just more so like <laughs> what did we just become best friends again yep right you know what I'm like, <laughs> so it was, but it that's was, i have yet to read into mine my shout out to Arkmo. yeah but like that was my dude bro when i tell you like me and him used to go to like the bowling alley play video games at the school we used to stay over each other's house all the time, play Sega. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And man, when that dude left, dog, I was in fucking tears, my man. dude. Like, bad, lip quivering, snot coming down, dog. Like, yeah, I was shook. Man, when you lose the homie, that's a that's a terrible moment, man. That's it was a terrible rough, moment. So. And so then it's like, so then I'm sitting here like, well, damn. Like now, I got to figure out this new quote best friend, right? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of navigate uncharted waters because, like, everybody seemed to got a friend but me. Yeah. And so, and so I'm like this free agent, like, hey, you want to be my friend? You want to be my friend? You want to be fr- no? Okay, all right. How about you? You want to be my friend? No? Fuck. So it was interesting, man. It was interesting, but otherwise, I mean, it was it was it was cool. Like I said, I mean. I never really thought anything of that lifestyle until I got to college. Okay. Yeah. And then that's where I realized, I was like, oh, shit. Man, that's a... I'm kind of different than y'all. Yeah. Well, that's a great segue because we have such a... I would say I was... I like coming out of this and looking back on my 20s and things like that. And I mentioned this when I was interviewing Baby J, like uh, mm-hmm. Jason mm-hmm. Augusta. Um, for all the people listening. <laughs> so, uh, Man, that boy, Baby J. Shout Baby out J. to Baby J. Shout out to Baby J. You know? But, like, I, <laughs> I felt like we had, like, this, um, this actually, this this great and very rare dynamic of, like, a group of, like, a large group of, of men, a general. Right. And it was right. cool. And I always, like, jokingly called it, like, the mafia. You know? But it was more <laughs> so very Avengers-like. You know what I'm saying? Everybody comes right. in from different right. worlds, and we join in. Um, to battle Thanos, I don't know, but like, uh, right, so, but right. it was like a well, a, dude, I, it's, it's kind of like a testament of just New Orleans people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, like, I know for me, here I am, this outsider, and even just meeting you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I never felt like an outsider when I met you, yeah, and exactly. just everybody else within the camp, they just be like, Hey, what's happening, bro? I'm such and such. I'd be like, Oh, all right, I'm Jeff, yeah. you know, and then as you you know, spend more time around one another and kind of fill out each other and feel out, okay, oh yeah, this boy cool, you know, this cat cool. It just became like family, bro. And it's just like I never felt like I was an outsider. I never felt like like at one point in time, it was like, man, fuck you, bitch. Like this my dog, bro. Like I've known him for such and such. You you that you that new nigga from Texas. You know, yeah, I never yeah, felt yeah. like that. You know I, what I'm saying? Like I, no one I ever treated feel. me like that. Now now to be honest with you, I mean me being born and raised in New Orleans, I mean, I met some of them in high school. But even when I met them in high school, 
those particular people that, that we're talking about and we hanging out with, they were definitely more inviting than the average people. So like, mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't feel like I was an outsider, especially growing up in New Orleans. There was like this big thing with colorism. So it was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, I was the dark, I was the dark dude everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, true, you know, and I, I, I met up with these guys and I remember like in high school, that's where I met, I met CJ and, and Spriggins and, Mo- and Morris. Right. Okay. Uh, those were some of the first ones I met with, with Ayo and all them, but like Ayo was doing his own thing. But like, I remember meeting them and like, I was like, y'all kind of look like the revolution, but like, it's cool. Like <laughs> we'll hang out. You know what I'm saying? But like, I couldn't, like they ribbed, you know, cause we all, we all joke around or whatnot, but like right, they were right, right. In, in the midst of all that, they were so inviting. And I never, I hadn't, um, until that point, I never realized like that, that a, a group of boys, men could be so like welcoming and in a sense, show that level of empathy and intimacy, intimate in a sense, because like they actually showed you love that was like friendship love, you know? It wasn't just right, like right. that's my nigga, and we live on the same block shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like it was more like family me. love. Yeah, it me, was. Man. It was you like know, family, especially me being an only child. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of those guys that you mentioned, like they're like brothers to me. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I'll never forget that. And then, you know, and then, and they would always, like you said, you know, the reason why it even feels even more family because they would even invite you by their family. Like exactly. CJ, we'd be by his mom's crib. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Spray, we bought his people crib, even like his cousins, you know, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and none of them treated you bad. They never treated you like an outsider. They'd be like, baby, you want to play? Come on, get you something to eat. Yeah, like, that, oh, shit, that was such right. a, a welcoming thing, man. I never forget. Right. Like, I tell people there's nothing, nothing like it. Um, and I, I appreciate that. And I, I, I often, I often go back to this picture that I have, and I still keep to this day, like the, the infamous Easter picture. I think it's like <laughs> 2004 or something like that. And it's like 30, 40 of us just yeah, we on the deep, lake. Bro. We were deep. Drunk. <laughs> man, those were the days, man. Those were drunk. The days. I was like, whoo. <laughs> like you out there, everybody. Everybody. Right, right, right. Yeah, we was deep, bro. We was deep, man. And it was a it was a great time. This is also why I don't regret my 20s. I did it to death. Like, so I don't really have to go out to the club now because right. we, we did everything to death. That's one of the benefits, I think, of going to New Orleans. You learn how to govern yourself and partying, too, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I don't think I overdid it, but I did it to death, man. Like, it was who <laughs> we was out here, you know, and, and miraculously went to class. You know yeah, I know. I was I like, know. What was your yeah, major? I'm drinking. I did. Right. My major. Yeah. Uh, so I came to Xavier Computer Engineering. Okay. Ended up realizing I hate programming, <laughs> and then and this this just shows you the depth of the decisions that I make, right? So like, I only I only wanted to do engineering. I was like, well, I like video games; they make good money. Yeah. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? So that was the epiphany I had in pursuing my major, right? Yeah. Then I get there, don't realize realize that oh, this programming shit is whack. Mm. So what am I gonna do? Well. I like math. Engineers make good money. All right, I'll be an electrical engineer. Yeah. That I mean, that's not bad. Uh, yeah. Until you graduate, you get out there in the in the real world mm. and actually get an engineering job and realize, God, I hate this shit. <laughs> <laughs> do you th- do you feel that you haven't found your true passion just yet? I, I yeah, I, I'm kind of like on that cusp because mm. like I'm kind of I, I kind of have an idea of what I really want to do. It's more so how am I going to execute it? Word. Like I, I kind of realize my passion is kind of like in real estate and more so in kind of like contracting, re, uh, rehabbing homes. Mm-hmm. You know, I really enjoy that stuff. I uh, I really uh, I mean, it's exciting, you know, but yeah. I just haven't kind of figured out how to make that transition and continue to sustain my household because, you know, I don't want to go back to being broke. I've been there, done that. Yeah, I think, do you think yeah. that there's a, because I'm I'm what you call a late bloomer as well. I went to college for essentially no reason. And so mm-hmm. I, I just felt like it was more so a pressure of family, just like, hey, you got to go to college. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be something, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be out there in the streets. Why, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't going to be out there in the streets right. anyway. But you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be a bum-ass motherfucker. So, right, like, right. it was the, okay, do something. And I ended up 
doing a bunch of shit I didn't like. And later on, yeah. I would find out that I can just do something that I do something that I want and make money off of it. You know, yeah. I think finding yeah. that non-traditional way was important. I don't know if I would, you know, looking back on it, I should have taken more time in between high school and college. Like just to I kind of figure out too, myself. To be yeah. But I wouldn't have met all the people that I met had I did that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because I, I, I go through the same thing because I, I think about like maybe I should have joined the military, mm. did the three years, got out, and then go to school. Yeah. And then, you know, that way I've seen the world. I made a little money. I got veterans benefits. Mm. And then I got a better idea of what I want to do, theoretically. Theoretically. And so I thought, but then again, I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met the, the mutual friends we have. I wouldn't have met my wife because I met my wife at Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so. And, and I don't know. same here. I wouldn't have met my wife at Xavier. And, you know. Right. That that changes the course of everything, really. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's one of those. It's like uh, you know. It's, I guess it, it kind of feels like is the grass is greener type scenario, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, think, yeah. Um, so on that, honestly, I want to say what was a major turning point in your life, um, if you can pinpoint it, and also what was that lesson that you learned from it? Like, if you can mm. define like one of those major components, and what was the lesson learned? What at what point was that? So uh, I guess the, probably the first one is getting married. Mm. Yeah, marriage. You know, you know, that's a major turning point in life. And the lesson I learned is this shit is hard. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I knew it was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I know, I've, I've, I've heard all the cliche terms. You know, saying like, yes, yeah, it is what you put in, and you know, it's 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 a twenty four seven job and. Yeah. Yada yada yada, but like, nah, man, it's it's some work, bro. It's some work. It is definitely a blessing, you know what I'm saying? It's definitely yeah. a blessing. It's definitely a positive, you know. But there's all those trying times where it just you just look at the person, you be like, why am I doing this again? Yeah, no, no, no. Cohabitation <laughs> is hard, you know. Right, right. Oh, it's yeah. rough, man. Especially oh, like shit. me, only child. You know what I'm saying? Own body. Yeah, used to my space. Why are you still here? Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. You know, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, what? Oh, yeah, you're married. That's right. Okay. That's right. But yeah, so I'd probably say, like, that's the first one, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, it's been a, it's been a good journey, you know what I'm saying? Again, there's ups and downs. There's, there's definitely been some good things. Like, uh, she definitely balances me in a, in a variety of different ways. You know, again, she's, she's more of the social butterfly person. So I do owe her a great deal as far as some of the friendships that I've, I've, encountered or mm. taken on since being married because she's made that connection you know and then we've had our experiences with travel and then obviously family family the, the kids would be the probably the second one yeah and it's kind of the same life lesson like uh being a dad this shit is hard yeah, yeah real. <laughs> i want to <laughs> this double, shit is hard. i want to double back to actually the marriage portion or whatnot uh -huh, like uh -huh. do you think that you know because i think i was married before you and a couple yes. other friends were married before you, and not like we all solicited advice or would not. Um, right. Do you think that we were honest with you about marriage? Absolutely not. No one's ever. Oh, honest. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Cool. I would just want nah, to make sure because nah. I was lying. No one's ever. Honest. I was lying. Nah, I was like, nah. man, this is this is a great blessing. This is easy as shit. Um, nah, no one's ever honest, no. man. No. Nah. Okay, cool. The funny thing is, like, <laughs> I kind of, I kind of tell guys, I'm like, look, dog, don't do it. <laughs> and of course my wife always does the eye roll and then we gotta i gotta talk her off like hey it's not a slight against you yeah <laughs> but i'm just like uh you know like eh, i don't know if you want to do it dog like it ain't what everybody trying to tell you what it is like you know like the shit is work it's yeah. work bro it's effort i think that and um i think honestly socially marriage has a different take and mm -hmm. this moment, there's so many things to take it uh to take into account is why marriage was important when our our family was coming up versus mm -hmm. now you know and they're, they're like you don't need to get married you know and mm -hmm. i don't think no. you need i think it was promoted that you needed to get married then i have a, always i yeah. always have a big issue with the term need because you don't need anybody you know what i'm saying like if I anything agree. you should want someone i think uh, I always say, like, romantically, I talk about that with my wife. Like, like you need to pay bills. You want to go on vacation. So when yeah. when the situation yeah. feels like you need a relationship, I feel like it gets toxic. It gets there, there's all types of arguments that come in. 
You know what I'm saying? Because definitely can be unhealthy. Yeah, it's very unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times men, we came up under the assumption that these women need us or we need to provide. We need to have this certain aspect in order to be considered men or to be considered right. legitimate right. in general. And I think we are starting to let go of that, which is great. But it balances out the playing field. Now you got to be with yep. a motherfucker because you like them. And sometimes you don't <laughs> like everybody. and it kind of goes both ways right because like you know at some point in time it was you know women were forced to feel like they needed to be married to validate them you know what i'm saying where now it's like nah man like you you were validated by being yourself like just out here doing what you're doing being a positive impact within your uh community you know ordinary citizen type shit you know yeah pay your taxes it's so important i think for me Growing up, that's one of the most important lessons that I had to learn was uh, finding my own self-value, you mm-hmm. know, like, or being confident in my own self-value and not in the midst of others. You know, like, I'm not, I'm not my marriage. I'm not me being a father. I am me. Right. I happen right. to have those things. And I think that's, that's very important. Um, with that, um, as far as, like, identity politics, per se. Okay. Do okay. you, how do you feel about, like, why are you still married? I know that's a hot button question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm still married uh, because I don't have a reason not to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even talking about children, you know what I'm saying? Just like, okay, even just the dynamic of my wife and I, like, mm-hmm. we do we vibe 24-7? No. Mm-mm. But there's never anything in our marriage to the point where I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm tired of this motherfucker. I'm done yeah you know what i'm saying i mean i've gotten close once with my son going viral but yeah we're gonna get into it, we gonna get it. I, I know i know sure. but like i've never i've never felt like yo i'm i'm done i'm over this shit yeah you know what i'm saying like i've been mad i've been frustrated i've been yo don't fucking talk to me because i'm i'm the type of person i shut down like i don't, I don't want to talk to nobody like mm. just leave me I'll, I'll be like look leave me the fuck alone yeah so i've had plenty of those you know what i'm saying and mm. i've had plenty of times where i slept on the couch which I never thought I would do, but I no, that shit happens. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, it, it not it's not that bad. It's you know really not like it's, it's really not because like now I got my own designated space. Mm-hmm. I ain't gotta worry about that random like knee to the back and nothing like that. I ain't no. gotta worry about the elbow saying "Hey, you snoring," or I ain't gotta worry about elbow or her like "Yo, nigga, you snoring." Yeah, it's not that bad, bro. I, I can I can watch TV, put Martin on, put it on the sleep yeah. timer. I don't like the boneheadedness of like. You know, you know how when you watch TV or you hear other people speak and they go, I ain't sleeping on no couch on a house I paid for. And it's like, eh, eh. I feel like a lot of people's pride. And this is where people fuck up in marriage. That's all that is. Their pride. You know, I think you got to give that shit up. You got to let go of all that shit. And not saying that you have to like be weak, but there's certain things like it's not worth the fight. You know, I'll pick your battles, man. Yeah, pick your battles. Pick your battles. I always said like, you know, shutting the fuck up is free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. there have been so many arguments that I've skipped over. You know, that I've dodged. If right. I just sat, like, honestly, sit back and listen, or if they sat back and listen, like, there's a lot of clarification that comes with that. We have a chance to process our feelings. And people don't understand that this is, I mean, this is work. I always, I always yeah. suggest, like, therapy to people. And people also look at, you know, black people look at therapy as a terrible thing sometimes. I feel like we it's do. getting a lot better now. But the first time I mentioned therapy, like, some people around me were like, oh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> we need this. We need this in it's general. It's not bad, man. It's not bad. Especially especially in a marriage capacity. Because depending mm-hmm. on the dynamic, that might be that opportunity for you to actually say some real shit yes. off your chest in a safe environment. Yeah, and yeah. He or she is going to be upset, but you have that third party there to be the moderator. Be like, well, wait a minute. Like, I understand you're upset, mm. but this might be the reason why they're saying what they're saying. They're not saying it with the malicious intent that you may have initially had taken it. Yeah, you know, because I'm tired when you hear some real shit about yourself. You know, you it's get tough. all in your feelings. You'd be like, oh man, oh, okay, all right, bet. Yeah. I know me. I'm like, oh, okay, for sure. That for bitch sure. lying. Like, just right. like <laughs> <laughs> I ain't even on that lying stuff. I just. Like, <laughs> Now I'd be like, you know, I, I've I've witnessed a a difference for myself. Like there have been there have been arguments that I've had at the house, and I've taken that incredibly more personally than we would if we we're having that same argument in therapy. 
You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's like that third person, that outside party matters. And oh, yeah. also, oh, I think definitely. it's an atmosphere thing, too. You know? Yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, this is the time to kind of like calm down and think about what you're saying and think about the message that you want to get across when you're talking to your partner. I think right. that that's important. Do you, um, man, that's, that's a great, that was, you explained that, that perfectly, man. Cause this, you definitely have to pick your battles. You definitely have to understand your partner. Things are not going to be great. I wish they would no, talk about no. that a lot more. Like, yeah, it's crazy because, like, I, and I've had this conversation with my wife many times, and I just feel like, I feel like people are just so scared to be real with one another, you know, and just mm-hmm. be transparent, you know. And obviously, yeah, you don't want everybody in your business, and obviously, there's certain things that you want to keep close to the chest. Mm-hmm. But this constant facade that people and i'll just say society just to generalize that this constant facade that everything is going well and and i can't say how i truly feel because i don't want you to be judgmental and it's Mm -hmm. like come on people like let's have real dialogues you know what i'm saying like there's nothing wrong with that i'm all about real dialogue i think that's one of the reasons that social media is so damaging to relationships. Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's that's damaging ridiculous. to people's self-esteem and relationships because, you know, we go online and we know everybody's front. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. everybody's front. It's not that easy. And yes, I know that everybody wants to, like, paint this picture. But, right. You know, and, and also, you don't want to shame anybody, too, because I've seen it on both ends. I've I've logged on and this girl was like, well, my husband is trash or some shit like that, right? <laughs> I was like, God damn! You know what I'm saying? Like, what the hell and then I, I've seen people right. you know they do the whole picture hugging thing and I'm like she hate that nigga you know what I'm saying right, like right, right, you right, know? so right. it's it's one of the things man I think it's I still think uh, somebody told me you know it does take a village it takes a village to raise a family it's not just with kids that's with everybody sometimes you need to reach out to people and be like yo man I'm going through this just so you know that like other people are going through it too because right. it's real easy right. to isolate yourself when you're in the presence of your home, like when you're in your right. home for such a long time, you're thinking I'm the only person dealing. We are the only, we're the only fucked up relationship in the world. Yeah. You know it's very easy. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It's very it easy. Is. So, it, and a lot of times I, it helps. I know it helps um, my wife to like speak about it with her friends and it helps me mm-hmm. definitely to speak mm-hmm. about it. I think mm-hmm. more black men need to do it in general because that's something that we don't talk about often. We're not allowed to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm with each other mm-hmm. as much. I'm grateful to have friends where I could reach out to and be like, listen, this is what's going on, man. It's just tough. You know? And, and it's good to do that. It's yeah, good it to is. do that. And I guess to double back on the on the therapy aspect mm-hmm. and why it might be vital is because you may start to feel like, you know what, man? I don't know if I want to keep telling this person that because I know this person got their problems and they probably tired of hearing my shit. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. where this individual that I'm paying, I don't care if she, he or she tired, I'm paying. <laughs> exactly. Which <laughs> you're just supposed <laughs> you know to do. You right, know? right. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but yeah, you're right. It's vital to, you know, the, the look uh, the look towards friends and be like, hey, man, you know, have that dialogue. And again, like we talked about the therapy, like that's critical, you know, because I mean, it's, it is very important to have a dialogue with someone because. And I agree with you. It's very easy to sit here and feel like, oh, you're the only one going through these issues. Because, you know, we ain't nobody kicking it at the at the barbecue talking about, man, she don't piss me no. off, bro. Well, what's happening, dog? Oh, man, she was on this shit right here. Or, yeah. man, I said something to her and she took it this way. Like, hey, dudes don't talk about that stuff, bro. Like, nah, we ain't nah. chopping it up like that. Honestly, okay, so to be to be fair, not many people do it. I've had certain right. situations where I've been at the bus stop in New Orleans and I know about this nigga whole life. Like, and I oh. didn't ask for any of this. I remember I was, I was in high school and it was like, so she going to kick me out the house. Cause she said, I was out <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fam, that should be happening sometimes. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but New Orleans, we, we all about tear by. Like you can, well, see, that's, that's your boy that didn't take the cue. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow, damn, that's crazy. That's crazy though. <laughs> Bro, I said, damn, that's crazy. <laughs> AKA, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I don't care. 
Like, I really right. don't. But yeah, man, that <laughs> happens a lot. And I, now, what's bad is that it's caught on. Because uh, the other uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. And like, he's talking, I was like, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and he was like, fuck you, Chris. And I'm like, I'm sorry, bro. My bad. <laughs> I just don't care. I'm sorry. That's that's my bad. And I was like, yeah, I've done it a couple of times. Ain't nobody called me out on it yet. Yeah, you know, nah, I guess, call me I guess out this podcast about to fuck it up for me. Yeah, don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> Y'all listening? Damn. He don't mean that shit. He really listening. Now I got to I got to figure out some other kind yeah. of cue. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. On oh, yeah. guy. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> so just change the format, man. You gotta change the right, format. Right, right, right. So, oh damn, so that's fucked up. Yeah, because wild as crazy is not nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not working mm-hmm. no more, man. It, it has been memed. I was like, oh man, they letting the, they letting the secret out. Exactly. God damn it. Ah. Oh man. So all right. So speaking of like responsibilities as an adult and as uh you know, a husband and also as a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get mm-hmm. into it, man. Let's talk about the fuck shit. Uh, so, woo. Let's, let's go at all it. Right. To all those who are listening, um, my friend Jasper had a brush with fame, per se, um, <laughs> when, his, uh, when his first son, uh, a picture was posted. Like, do you, matter of fact, you know what? I'm going to let you explain it. How did this situation oh, start man. off? So, the situation, so basically, I guess I got to give like back back story. So like when we were first having Jackson, that's my oldest, mm-hmm. you know, I was kind of awesome. Like, yo, like I don't really want him out on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Can we not post pictures mm-hmm. or whatever? But his mother, you know, her being him being her, her firstborn. Yes. He wanted to post pictures. Yeah. So she would post the casual pictures here and there. And I believe the picture in question is when he was three months old. And so, like, you know how uh, women, you know, they'll take, like, the monthly picture, yeah. you know, so this was this was Jackson's month, three-month picture. So she takes the picture, and she posted on Instagram, it was like, yeah, you know, uh, the time my son, and, and matter of fact, I think she took the three-month picture, but posted it, like, later on, mm-hmm. because I think it was kind of like a, a TBT or whatever. Yeah. Oh, she 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 texted me talking about he was seven months old. And okay. Apparently, I'm talking too loud. Anyway, but okay, he was seven months. Shout old. out to whatever. wives, man. They help. They help right, with the right, fat right. check. Right. She, <laughs> she ear hustling like a motherfucker. Anyway, <laughs> god damn. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me shine. God damn. So anyway, so either okay, he was seven months. And so she posted a picture and basically was like the time that my son looked like John Legend and added John Legend. And unfortunately, the little dude looked like John Legend in the pictures. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, God damn it. So I was like, I can't refute that. So yeah. I was like, fuck. He does look like John Legend. To be well, fair, listeners, we used to joke about this shit when he was in college. Um, yeah, so... yeah, fuck y'all. I... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I used to get ribbed in college yes. talking about I look like John Legend. Yes. Which I don't understand why, except for the fact that we both light skin and got like the same hairline. But whatever. Yeah. It's and the, the crazy thing head. about that it's shit, though, bro, it, it'd be <laughs> so. It, it's it's funny because like, not only y'all would rid me, like I get like randoms that just be like, bro, you know who you look like, and of course I got the slight eye roll, and I'm yeah. waiting. And I'm like, no, nah, who? Man, you look like John Legend, and they be smiling and excited. And I'll be like, oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Somebody yeah, gonna shock yeah, you one yeah, day. Yeah. They're like, you know what you look like? You're gonna be like, oh, I guess. David Duchovny. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you're gonna be like, what? That's how they go. Surprise me, bro, because it's, it's either John Legend or I look like some light skinned cat in their family. And I, and I still don't see the resemblance. <laughs> but all right, man. You, whatever, bro. Whatever. Yeah. You're right. I look like I look like your cousin, sister, husband, mm. son. You're right. All right. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, so back to Jackson. So uh, she posted that picture and it just went viral, like, bow. Mm. And then it, it really took off because there was like this comedian out of Africa that memed it and basically took that picture, put it side by side with John. And he was like, you know, like at John Legend, you got and you got answers or like you got to answer some questions or something like that. I forget yeah, the exact like caption. Explaining to do like yeah, that, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And it was it took off, man. It was every fucking where. And mm. so like you talk about somebody that didn't want their son on social media to begin with to basically every fucking where. 
like everywhere, like went overseas, like people UK online, every fucking way. Mm. So I'm pissed. I'm yeah. hot. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm hot. Like I'm. I'm, I'm I even I even DM that comedian, bro. Word. Yeah, I DM them, dog. I was just like, yo, man, like that shit ain't funny, bro. Like here I am, you know, I'm his father, and like I didn't really appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Like you're affecting real people's lives. Like this may be a joke to you, but like this is my son's well being. Yeah. You know. You know what I'm saying? And he apologized, and man, fuck him, whatever. But uh, I was hot, dog. Like I was hot, man. And so yeah, like, it made a lot of awkward conversations because you know our society, like people find going viral so exciting. You know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. like, oh, they went viral, and like to me, it's cool to go viral if it's something worthy. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you help somebody, or you sacrifice something for the well-being of other people, or mm-hmm. some kind of accomplishment, like that one kid that uh. The black kid that got accepted to all Ivy League schools. Yeah. Like, that's something that's dope worthy. to be proud of and something worthy. Yeah. Not because my son looked like an R&B singer. Like, that ain't, <laughs> shit. That ain't no accomplishment. Like, right. that ain't nothing. I think a lot of people don't think about that when they see, like, all the kid memes. Like, they'll have something where, like, somebody looks like an old man or somebody looks like a famous person. Right. And things like right. that. And then, you know, on one hand, you'll think, oh, that's cute. But then, also, if you look in the comment section, people tend to say some really reckless shit about children. And exactly. I think that's where exactly. I I understand where you're coming from, where I would be upset because it's like, and that was one of the main yeah. concerns of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That because, was one. Of, and and, and we were blessed that, yeah, we were blessed that he got nothing but positive comments, like nothing but positive. So we were definitely blessed in that regard, but that was one of my concerns, man. That was one of the reasons why I didn't want him out there because I don't want to see that. Like, no adult wants to see people coming at your child like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, there's sickos out here. There's pedophiles out here, you know. Like, who knows who we're going to come in in contact with Mm. and they recognize Jackson and potentially try to kidnap him. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that's the shit in my mind. Yeah. You know, I'm not worried about, like, oh, yeah, that dude do do that. I don't care about that shit. I'm thinking about all the other stuff. Absolutely. It's all the negative things. I remember uh, my wife got kicked out of a group on Facebook. Uh, because that picture popped up, and she was like, "I know those people. Could you please take that picture down? They didn't. They didn't okay that." You know, my girl Brandy. Shout out to Brandy. Yeah. I love you, bro. Love you, boo. <laughs> and yeah. they was like, it was like, ooh." I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. And I remember mm-hmm. looking at that like, "Yeah, that nigga not happy about that." I didn't call you about it. I, I was, was just like, Mm-mm. "I appreciate you. I appreciate <laughs> I you." I, I didn't share hot, it. Bro. I was just like, "Nope." <laughs> I was hot. I, I probably didn't talk to her probably a good two three weeks. Dog. Yeah, I, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I ain't want to talk. I ain't want to hear nothing, bro. Like, I had, like, family members calling me, friends calling me, trying to calm me down. I like, look, man, I, I appreciate what you're doing. This ain't the right time to have this conversation with you, man. Like, I ain't hearing shit you talking about. Yeah, well, it's, a, like, <laughs> for you being such a private person, I understand, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's just more so, like, now everybody's going to try to come up, like, you, you said you even had people come up personally. Oh, yeah, day. yeah, man. Yeah. It was one time, we was, uh, we was at brunch, bro, and so, like, it was just us. We just chilling at brunch, minding our own business. And like, it was like this couple like sitting next to us. And they was just like, man, you know, like your child looks really familiar. So this is still kind of like new. So like me being the dick I am, I was like, oh yeah, you know him. He's the John Legend baby. <gasps> oh my God, that is him. Oh my God. Can I take a picture with him? And I'm like, are you fucking for real? Wow. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? And of course him, he oblivious to all this shit. He don't know what's going on. He's just a on. baby. So, right. He's still a baby. He don't know nothing. Um, I was going to ask, like, were you ever, you weren't contacted by, like, legendary people or anything? Huh? Nah, nah, nah. They, they weren't trying to holler at us. Like, uh, like it went out, it went down, like, it blew up, and then as it kind of, like, started to kind of fizzle out, Chrissy Teigen made another comment because apparently like other people trying to jump on that wave and try to go viral with their kids. They were like doing the same thing. So she got frustrated and made her comments and then the flare right back up. And then eventually it dwindled out, but nah, they, uh, and I didn't expect them to holler at us. Like they ain't say nothing to us. Mm. No, we didn't get to go on Ellen. Like none of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm. We ain't seen no residuals. We ain't seen no, no snaps. None of that dog. Yeah. They, nah. <laughs> oh man! Well, you know, it's, but but we yeah. did. We ultimately he ended up uh, his modeling agency that he's currently with that helped. 
Yeah. Because uh, Kim had, uh, Kim had uh, applied to like two mile agencies, one that's local to here, Dallas, and another one in California. And it was kind of just crazy that by the time that they kind of got around to his profile and kind of making a decision, this flared up. So they both was like, hey, is he still, you know, is he still available? We want to bring him on board. So ultimately, as pissed as I was and as as bad as I thought it to be, it ended up being a true blessing. Like he's done a couple of mile in the gigs and he seems to be kind of like a natural at it, man. Like this this personality, it works really well for him. So that's awesome. It's, it's honestly been all positive, as bad yeah. as I thought it was initially. It ended up completely being positive. So, mm. well, don't that, appreciate going viral, but it's been positive. Exactly. I was about to say it actually worked out. So that it, it, I'm mm-hmm. glad that it has a happy ending. And, and honestly, you avoided a lot of a lot of negative occurrences. So, yeah, thankful yeah. for that. Right? I think that's that's great. <laughs> um, church, yeah, church. Moving forward, moving <laughs> forward, man. Uh, I want. Mm-hmm. I, I can't talk about that without. Uh, talking about the things that are obviously going on in the world right now, you know, uh, given the current state of America or the all all of America, uh, <laughs> you as a black father, how do you balance out the harsh realities of the world while also kind of maintaining that innocence uh, or at least preserving the innocence and the empathy for the for your kids? Man, that's a tough one, dude. Yeah, like uh, what, are, what are you thinking? Like in the sense of well, I'm thinking, and then unfortunately, uh, their innocence isn't going to last very long, right? Mm-hmm. And if you historically think about us as black folks, our innocence gets stripped away from us at a very early age. You know, I mean, think about like our black women, they're sexualized, yep. and not necessarily by us, but just by just you think about like slave time friends, slave owners having mm-hmm. sex with, you know, girls that's like 15, 16, yeah. you know. You know, stuff like that. But either way, you know, our innocence is always stripped away from us at an early age. We've we've we're always looked upon as being an adult, even though we're nowhere near that. You know, and so I I say that because it's like it's crazy, man, because given the climate and what's going on within our society and now me being a father, this is probably the most anxiety and fear I've ever had in my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I never thought about you know, myself, you know, which I easily can be a victim of any of this, you know, but I, but that, that thought never dawned on me. Mm. The thought that really dawned on me is here. I have two black boys. And when you go back to like Jackson and just the stuff that he's going viral and his modeling or whatever, and he's always getting compliments from Mm. all different races, you know, Oh, such a cute boy. Oh, he's so beautiful. He's so attractive. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing in my mind after that, after I say thank you, and especially when it's a compliment coming from white people, mm-hmm. is this same cute, innocent child, according to you, in maybe about three years, is going to be a threat to you. Yeah. Ain't that crazy? That's crazy. That's crazy. Like- and, and let's even solidify that timeline. My son is about to be four. Mm-hmm. So I say in three years, which makes seven. He still will probably be considered considered a threat. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's and that's fucking scary. That is scary, and it's depressing, and it's sad. Yeah, like I and don't, so when you talk about innocence yeah. and joy, why is that joy of being a father taken from me already? My mm-hmm. son is only three years old, and that stuff has already been stripped from me. Yeah, because we have Whereas, to think about all that and right, yeah. right. And so I got it. My wife and I, we got to think about, okay, when's the appropriate time to have the talk? Yeah. Everybody, you know, every black, the, black parent has to have the talk. Right. Yeah. Right. And the crazy shit, man, I remember growing up and I remember like, and you might have experienced this too. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I remember like when we were going like stores, whether it's a grocery store, gas station, department store, whatever. And my mom would always tell me, cause I like to keep my hands in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Take your hands out your pocket. Yep. Yeah. And I used to argue with her all the fucking time. Be like, yo, like, what's the problem? Like, I like having my hands in my pockets. You know I'm not stealing anything. She'd be like, Jasper, just do what I tell you to do. Mm. Get your hands out your pockets. Mm. And we're talking about being told this is like 10, 9. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is, and, and, and this is the 80s. or Well, 90s, right? Because I was born in the 80s. So yeah. this is the 90s. Yeah. That we had to been dealing with that, and 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 
And like, I still remember it, but I never really thought about it much until now being a parent. And it's crazy because here I am going to have to end up having that same conversation with my child. Mm. That same conversation that back then I thought was asinine and stupid as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now it could potentially save his life. Absolutely. Absolutely. That shit is sad. That is. That is. We, unfortunately, we have too many examples um, yeah. of that. Yeah. It's not like it's not an urban legend. You see it on the street. You know, no, um, no. So that that being said, what aspect of parenting or relationships, rather, that you purposely do differently from your parents? Hmm. What do I do differently? I think I'm a little bit more vocal mm. than my parents, especially my dad. Yeah. And the reason I say that is, just, well, my dad, the way he was brought up is dysfunctional upbringing. And so he didn't necessarily have that father figure in his life mm-hmm. that you know talked to him kind of taught him things of being a man and gave him that love that he needed from a father aspect and so i talked to my kids probably a lot more than well ain't no probably i talked to my kids more than my dad and i talked like we could shoot the shit about anything you know sports mm-hmm. politics mm-hmm. whatever but when it comes to that nitty-gritty mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying as far as like my well-being and what i'm going through it's basically like, yeah, so you good, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, yeah, yeah, that's I'm straight. I'm straight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it, you know what I'm saying? And it, it is what it is. And and and, and as, as I've gotten older, just conversations with my mom, and and I've, I've learned to kind of understand that. And, that, and I've never held that against him. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I never felt any kind of way about it, you know, but I understand it. I, I guess what I'm saying is I understand it a little bit more. But to the question is, I try to talk to my child a little bit more. And yeah, they're still a little bit early. They're, I mean, they're a little young, so it's not a whole lot that I can talk about. But yeah, I know as they as they get older, I would try to have more dialogues. It's like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, how you feeling? What you thinking about this? Like, and I like a couple of the cues that I hear from. And I remember you and I had the conversation. You were talking about like you would sit down with your daughter and you would ask the kind of questions like, Hey, how can I be a better father? How can I be a better parent? Yeah. And I dug that. And I was like, yo, that's dope, man. I might, I might, I might have to steal that. Yeah. So kids, kids know, man, we like, I like to put myself in a position. I knew it. I knew it. I, I had opinions as a child. And like, when mm-hmm. I was younger, I didn't have, they didn't, my opinion wasn't respected. Like mm-hmm. I didn't have, like, you know, you grow up in the house, you go, you ain't got no wants. You know what I'm saying? Right. You don't pay any <laughs> bills here and things like that. Right. It's like, nah, life is more than just who can pay bills. You know? Right. You right. wanna you wanna make sure you're being a good parent and that your mm-hmm. kids see you in a positive light as well. You know, and mm-hmm. so that that became important to me. So yeah, I hope I hope it does pass on, man. I'm man, I recommend you do it because it, it really does help. It really does. My daughter is very honest with me, even when even when it's not <laughs> exactly polite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, but you I, know, kids and they filter. Oh man, motherfucker! It's vicious, bro. I love it, right? Though. I love it so. <laughs> I, I'm very much. I'm like, cool. Give me the hard shit. We'll talk. You know, because we can talk. Then there's honesty, in right? It, right. Know? Right. So that's right. Like, all right. I have two more like kind of serious questions. We'll get to the fun shit. Uh, so, right. uh, what what would you say is your love language, per se? <laughs> Physical touch. Physical touch. All right, that's good. Cool. Yeah, if there's a second one. What would you say? Uh, words of affirmation. Okay, yeah, I, that's funny. That's mine. Those are those are mine. Yeah, too. those are mine. Yeah. All right. So last one. Uh, last last serious one, I guess. Um, at the end of the day, uh, you know, we we, we talk about like where where we come from. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we're building this family. We we're working our asses off. We're maintaining these things and whatnot. What would you like at the end of the day to be said about you? And what type of legacy do you hope to leave behind? Uh, I think uh, as far as a legacy, man, is I guess my legacy is my children, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as, you know, they're functioning adults, you know, uh, contributing members within society, mm-hmm. then I'm good, man. You know, yeah. as far as a legacy, you know, um, I guess what I would like people to know about me or, or how they feel about me when I'm gone is just, I hope they just know that I'm a solid individual. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm a solid cat. I'm genuine. I'm helpful when I can, you know, 
and I might try to make you laugh. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't take shit. I don't take too much shit seriously. And that's probably why people don't really ask me many opinions <laughs> about stuff. <laughs> that's probably the most questions I've ever been asked outside my wife, right? <laughs> but uh just i'm just a solid genuine dude man and you know contrary to what you may assume you can't come and talk to me yeah definitely oh man thank you so much dude all right so i'm gonna get to these other questions because these, these are the ones um all right so like there was a i asked a group of our friends like what's a good question to ask you right um oh, and they all had like this, a variation of the same fucking question uh oh, no, which no. is why are you an asshole? Like, why do you <laughs> like? Is it on purpose? I'm not surprised that this question came up. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> and, and it was funny. I get the same question. So, like, why, why, what, what makes you an asshole, and why do people think that you may be an asshole? I feel like there's like layers to this, right? Yeah. Because, like, well, one, I'm an asshole because, goddamn it, I fucking like it. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I like it. Like, it, I feel it. Like, like if you can't tell in my tone, like, it's like a in my bones. Like, I like that <laughs> shit. Like, I like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my chest is swelling right now because I like that shit. <laughs> but, like, uh, I just like it, man. You know what I'm saying? But, like, I think, honestly, the reason why I think a lot of my our friends feel like we're assholes, and probably me in particular, mm-hmm. is because I tend to have a different perspective yeah. than most of them. And I feel as though maybe my delivery of that perspective mm-hmm. comes off assholish. And then therefore they're, they're not really willing to kind of understand why I have the perspective that I have. They just like, Oh, there, there goes this nigga being a dick again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I mean, also like, and, and, and I'm, I'm a pessimist. I, I can admit that shit. Like I'm a, I'm a pessimist by nature. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that doesn't kind of help when you're an asshole too. Cause then they're like, oh, there goes this negative motherfucker right here. Yeah. But uh, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's uh, I think it's just that, and then like I have a different perspective, and then like I'm trying to be sincere and genuine, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I'm gonna tell you how I feel right then and there, like that's how I feel, and so that's my perspective. I've always known you to be respected, to be honest with you, um, mainly because I think you were a part of a you were a part of a, a a peacekeeping treaty in in college. Oh lord, that bullshit! That shit was hilarious, <laughs> man. I was I was a part first of first. I had no clue I was in this fucking peace treaty. Exactly, and quite annoyed. I was like, the fuck? Yeah. The the all right. So for anybody listening to the background, I was in a rap crew, and <laughs> and so and I was doing my rapidy rap thing, and I got into right, a, a right. clash with some some other rappers. Shout out to Dialogue. Don, cool brother, right, cool brother. Right. But dialogue, yeah, 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 dialogue was pissed. <laughs> so, um, and we were we were battling each other as the rappers do, you know. Right, and what was right. so funny is that even in the midst of, a, and we would get into arguments, like because you know rap is real sometimes, right? So we yeah, would get into yeah. arguments, and this dude would be like, "Man, fuck everybody you run with, except for Jasper. That's my nigga. Fuck everybody <laughs> you run." I'm like, and I was like, "That's random." You can say, and I right. was low key offended because I'm like, "Fuck him, no, cuss him out too. He needs, right, right. he needs to get this smoke. That's my nigga." They say that they <laughs> said that shit on wax, right? It was like, "Yeah, fuck all y'all," but ja-. and I was yeah. like, "Huh?" <laughs> and, and and I don't rap, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm like, "Why am I even in this shit?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm cool with everybody. I fuck with all y'all. Like, ain't nobody done nothing to me, but uh, like, when um, I heard it. When I heard it, I was just as shocked as y'all because I think it was like. Maybe a couple of y'all had heard the track first, and yeah. then we kind of did like this, like listening. It was kind of like this ether event, right? Like everybody got around. It was like, Ooh. it was, it was, it and, was and we heard and we heard the track all together, and everybody's like, oh, what? <laughs> and then and then the whole Jasper thing come up, and then Cass looking at me, and I was like, yo, nigga, I don't, I'm, I'm hearing it for the first time, like yo, yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't amazing. I just thought, like, man, this is. I've I've always been present in the moment, man, and I'm just like, I love hip hop, man. This is great. And then, of course, you know, we, I think, um, I don't even know. You know what's funny? The whole time when we end up squashing everything, you were mm-hmm. a catalyst in that. But I don't think you were involved in any of that shit, like, at all. They were just like, mm-hmm. well, you know, you don't homie, you don't homie with Jasper. Now, and I know that show people. Let's sit down and talk. And then we ended up mm-hmm. squashing, and it was all good. But, like, yeah, and, and we I, had, I like, didn't a, know that happened. Yeah, we had Dyron. Like, Dyron sat between us on the radio station. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we all we all just we all just chopped it up and, and you know and everything was good. But I was like, that well, is yeah. most well, random. Well, y'all welcome. Yeah, man. Y'all welcome. That was random, man. I loved it, but it was random. <laughs> <laughs> so it was good, man. All right. So funny question. You know, we all talk about uh Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're we're all kind of geeks in that sense. Yeah, I'm so, a geek. Yeah, geek, geek life. Um It's all good. Which geeks of, get laid. Exactly. Geeks get laid. Now they do it special. Yeah. But yes. Man, so, that's a hashtag. Yeah. If it, if it's not one already. Geeks get laid. Hashtag. Geeks get laid. I might have uh, to trademark that shit. Yeah, you hmm. might have to. Do. Anyway. Right. All right. So like which Avenger are you and why? Man, Avenger, huh? Yeah. So this is a hard one, dog, because like the first one I, I want to say is Spider-Man, even though he's like a quasi-Avenger, and I just like that dude. He is an Avenger, though. He is an Avenger. But uh, let me think. Well, <laughs> I already, I'm going to just throw it out there because I already know all our friends are going to be like, bullshit, that, ain't, that nigga ain't no Spider-Man. He the Hulk. <laughs> Yo, you, really? <laughs> so I, I'm the Hulk, dog. All I'm right, Hulk. I can see I, that. I'm, I'm, that quiet, I'm that quiet cat that... Yeah, you could you it's, it's only so long you can push my buttons and I'm gonna fucking snap. Gotcha, gotcha. And unfortunately a couple of my friends have been privy to me snapping. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably I'm probably the hope. I'm yeah, probably the hope. All right. That's fair. Uh in game or infinity. But game. I don't smash it though. I don't smash it. You don't smash it. Ain't nobody trying to nah, I ain't trying to be liable for that shit. No, like, no, no. I'm broke. That first of all, that costs money. That, yeah, that's, that's nah, just you being an adult, money, man. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah, you know, so I'm I'm a yeah. I'm a responsible hope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like I'm gonna smash in the confines. Of a safe space. Yeah, you know I'm like Hulk, you know, and the later in, in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe where you kind of figure out how to merge both of them. Yeah, like Professor Hulk. Yeah, got you. Yeah, got you. I'm I'm that cat. You still know what I'm saying? Sick. Just slightly annoyed. Yeah. Like you know, I'm gonna still snap. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, all right, all right. That's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> so, in game or Infinity War? Oh, in game. In game. I I feel you. Endgame. I feel you. I love and, and, and the reason is just the culmination, dog. Like, it really is. It was a it was in game, dude. In game made me realize how bad Game of Thrones was. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because we've had this argument many times in our group chat, and I was trying to defend the shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, nah, man, nah, nah. It was pretty good season. Pretty good season. Nah, and Diary nah, was like, nah, that shit was trash, bro. Yeah, like, that shit, that was, shit was trash. Yeah. And I was like, nah, man, I liked it. I liked it. Then I watched In Game. Wait a minute. That shit was trash. Exactly. Because you know Endgame paid off everything. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, know? you got some serious history vested in this, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, this was like, what, a 10-year ride? Yeah. 11 years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 11 years, man. And, like, it was it was masterful. Like, mm. you couldn't ask for a better ending to an 11-year ride than that. Absolutely. It paid you know off, man. Yeah, yeah. So, Jesus. and for me, it's in game, in game, and of course, and so like for me, also like, like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, I know certain people like, oh, okay, I like the Black Panther, or I like Thor, or I like mm-hmm. this. I was always a fan of the Avengers movies because, like, I want to see multiples. Like, I want the bang for my buck. Like, I want to see all these motherfuckers beat up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. That you know, Cap, he doing his thing over here, but I want to see all y'all. I ain't gonna like, lie, Civil love, War was like the was big the fight. Civil War. Oh, it was, was dope. Shit. Yeah. It was Be- dope. Because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. 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 I love that. Like, Black, uh, like Black Panther came out of nowhere and he was like, yeah, who's side of you? Like, mine. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just here to kick ass because somebody killed my father. You know? Right. Right. So, whoever it is. Niggas kill my father. Exactly. Niggas <laughs> kill my father. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, man, this shit lit. And I, like, even then, I had no idea that how we were going to get in game and how in game was gonna be so dope, you know? Right. So I'm yeah. I'm man, don't owe me nothing, man. I'm I'm really excited no, about no. it. I even liked the end of Infinity War because I was like, oh shit, we did not win. <laughs> you know what nah. I'm like, and yeah, Infinity War is amazing too, you know, yeah. not to diminish it, you know, but yeah, there's something about that in game, man. Yeah, it just man. They, it was it was it was very well done. Shout yeah. out to them. They yeah, they did their thing. Yeah, that was that that's that's the reason why they make the money they made, huh? Yep. Exactly. The reason why they made the money they made because they made an entertaining ass movie with a solid yeah, storyline yeah. and the pay. And every one of those movies, bro, mm-hmm. when you come to the ending or the end and you realize you've been here for three hours and you like, man, I, damn, it's over. Like I can sit here another three hours. Like what's up? Exactly. Exactly. They're like, oh yeah, I can. Are we still in this? I'm in this. Right. You know right. So like, right. I'm always waiting for the next episode to come on. <laughs> 
Exactly. You know like I never so, wanted to end, man. Yeah. So like I this that just for me that just speaks volumes. Like they did a phenomenal job. Awesome. Whereas DC sucks ass. Yeah, DC is trash, man. DC is yeah, trash. they garbage. Um, they garbage. I, I kind of like Shazam, but that's it. Yeah, uh, uh-uh, uh. It was uh-uh. like, like it wasn't. Nah, it, nah. All right, here's the thing. Shazam actually tried to do their best Marvel impression because. Nah. Because it was the one lighthearted. They're so they always are broody as shit. Like all the all the DC shit is so dark. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. none of it's really that funny. What meanwhile you got Deadpool kicking ass too. So Deadpool proved that you can make a very entertaining Marvel film outside yeah. of the MCU. You oh know? yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So Deadpool Deadpool is amazing. Oh, I, I love both of them. Pure but for the DC man, like <laughs> Wonder Woman was doing a thing. I like yeah. Wonder Woman. I like Wonder Woman. I like Wonder Woman a lot. I think Wonder Woman is probably one of their most successful movies because of that. Because it's actually a good yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, a good one. I got I got Aquaman going right now. Mutant. Eh. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's background noise. It's underwater Wakanda. You know. Yeah. Sure, sure. It's, it's like okay, that's cool. I see what y'all do. <laughs> Wakanda with gills. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> So yeah, and, man. I was and like, some, uh, and some baton twirling, you know. Exactly. I was like, I don't. <laughs> That's the big kill moving in. Oh, he can twirl the baton. Yeah, I was oh, like, we, we sat here for two hours for this. For this, come on. And the whole time, I'm like, man, I really don't care. Like, I'm just sitting there, like, <laughs> all right, cool. That's it. All right, <laughs> right, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? So didn't enjoy that shit at all, man. So, oh man, <laughs> thank you, uh, thank you, bro, for for listening, man, for for talking with me. I appreciate yeah, this, yeah. I appreciate you having me, man. It's been fun, bro. Yeah, like I, I've been really excited. I'm telling you, man, you gotta get into this shit, man. You gotta get on, get on. I gotta figure out my niche, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe it's the asshole lane since that's kind of the consensus. It works. Everybody loves an asshole. So <laughs> that's what I keep telling them. Yeah, because you know what? It's the truth. It's like if people are yeah. honest with you, people respect you know real, recognize real. People respect truth. If you're honest, you know, and fuck all the like respectability politics. I tell them, bro. They don't want to listen, man. Yeah, man. Hey, you know. Um, before we leave, I do have to say, All right. like, any last things that you would like to say before we out? Say it one more time. I'm anything? Sorry. Any last? Any parting words? Any last nuggets of wisdom? Anything that you would like to say before we out? Oh man, you putting me on the spot, bro. You know I'm no. not serious like that. I know. I know. Uh, Nah. <laughs> awesome. That's even better. Thank you, my dude. Thank you. <laughs> nah, nah. I ain't got no nuggets of wisdom. Y'all think we survived? Like I've been surviving. Fuck Thanks. y'all. <laughs> Figure that shit out. That's why you my dude. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you everyone for listening to Chris Talks. Um look out look out for this podcast to come out. Remember you can always like us on Spotify. Uh, on SoundCloud and wherever else we are. So uh, check us out, man. Uh, this is a great time. I enjoy hanging out with my friends in general. So it's always good to have a real conversation, man. So without further ado, thank you all for listening. Be good to your people.